Welcome, 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 welcome to Uncle Legend's Corner. I'll be your host, Uncle Legend. And with me, as always, is the beautiful Call Girl 6, better known as Fox. Hey, y'all. So, we got some homework to do. We were just talking about it. Oh, yeah. And we... I just want to make it clear, we're going to have to run another podcast real soon because we was behind on watching this Dave Chappelle special. Yeah, we had life. Life kind of. Life kind of got a hold of us. Yeah. But we're going to watch it tonight. We're recording on what? What's the Sunday? Sunday. Yeah, so we're recording on Sunday. So we're going to go ahead and uh, watch that as soon as we get done with the podcast. And that should be able. That should be enough to fuel the whole next podcast probably. Yeah, we'll be good. We're going to talk about Dave Chappelle, y'all, on that podcast right there. So how was your day, baby? My day was pretty, Um, it was very reflective today. Yeah, it was very reflective, and um, I was just thinking about life in general, and, you know, we get into those modes sometimes, for those of us who care, when you like trying to find out the meaning of life, and what it is that you want, and everything. Reasons. (laughs) Yeah, and so I was just thinking, like, you know, we desire so many things, and it's just that word that stuck in my head, like, desire. Wise words are desire is the mother of all disappointment. Desire. I think expectation is. Expectation is a desire. Yeah, I guess so. Whether you want to put it, it's like expectation, desire, you can use them interchangeably in that phrase when you say every time that you're disappointed is because mm-hmm. of a desire that wasn't met or expectation mm-hmm. that wasn't met. So if we didn't have desires and expectations, we wouldn't have disappointment. I guess so. I mean, the, um, I was looking like, well, what desire? Like, what in the world? What? Is that emotion or what What would it be categorized in? So, you know, I had to just look it up to see this thing because uh, to me I feel like the desire propels us. It motivates us to do whatever or achieve and attain whatever it is. Well, that's it's also that, why people are, why I got that belief that like, you know, like the God that everybody think who is the overall creator isn't. The overall mm-hmm. creator is. The supreme being is chaos, mm. right? Like it's the chaos because it's the it's the light and the dark, right? Like mm. you can't be purely good and make darkness. You know, what I'm saying you can't be purely dark and have light, right? Like mm. if you even just look at the way people look at um religion and you talk about God, God allows the good and the bad to happen. If you're a pure, purely good being, you couldn't allow that to happen, right? And just like I mean, the devil. And for the sake of like Christianity, whatever the devil is, Lucifer Morningstar. Yeah, my air quotes <laughs> or whatever. Um, but it's Lucifer Morningstar, right? Like he's the brightest of them all. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's like darkness can't create light, right? So really it's chaos, right? And that's the dichotomy of human beings is where the same desire that drives us to be great is also our undoing. Yeah, and so um someone was saying desire is pain. Because we yearn, we yearn for that thing that we want, right? And we need it. It's almost like a drug in a way, right? So we want, we want, we cause our own pain in order to achieve an emotion at the end of it. So um, let's say you want to go and purchase a house or something, right? And you just, oh, I want this house. I want this kind of house. I want it. But it's not the fact that you want that house. You want to have that emotion that comes after that gratification, that satisfaction, right? Yeah. So you want that emotion at the end of it, but it's not the fact that the, that you desire. The desire is the pain. So there goes that dichotomy. There goes that, you know, that um, yin-yang. 
type yeah, of feeling. You, you, you got to get that pain. Get yeah, because that yearning, I mean, that like want, the hard like work I that get you have shape. to get I got to tear muscles and be sore and not eat the food that I want to eat. And I have to withdraw and I have to sacrifice to obtain this thing that I want to obtain. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, realistically, it's almost like without, I mean, what is life without sacrifice? But also, too. We're just really just chasing endorphins, right? Like we're just taking what was uh, serotonin or whatever. Yeah, that's one that calms you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm whichever one makes you feel like ah happy, like the, that that release, the, that euphoria mm-hmm. feeling, whatever it is for that one. It's like um, that's that's what we chasing every day. Like what yeah. we chasing every day. Like everything we do. Like people are so um self-serving and I think that people don't even understand that everything they do is self-serving like even if you give to charity all the time and it's like oh I do all of this stuff for charity you but do. you want to feel good you do yeah because it, it makes you feel good because it makes you feel good right like it, like it, 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 if it didn't make you feel good you wouldn't do it right like people don't go to and do stuff for charity and be like oh I hate this it hurts my heart so yeah. bad no everything you do is self-serving so when people always say like even when you think about a friend anything like that. There's no such thing as friends without a give and take, right? Like I have to be giving you something and you have to be giving me something back for us to maintain this relationship in which we're going to give people time. That's every relationship. That's why when people say there's this thing where it's like unconditional love, Mm -hmm. only unconditional love I really believe is for a child Mm -hmm. because a child is the only one, like a baby can piss shit, use up all your money, fuck up all your outfits, give you absolutely (laughs) zero, have a complete negative Mm -hmm. balance and still have you like, I will Head walk through hills. hell barefoot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will walk through fire and brimstone, hot coals, and the whole nine for this person who doesn't give a damn about me because mm-hmm. the baby only really loves you because you are the source of everything it needs. Mm-hmm. Right? Like when the baby... Well, lo- maybe that's it right there too, what you're saying. You're saying that, but that's a feeling we get too, to have that feeling of responsibility and of importance to know that yeah, to this know that child depends. Yes, this child depends on me. So maybe yeah. that's what that is. Because a lot of times in a relationship, thing. I think that's why a lot of people are, um, a lot of people, regardless of the um, the structure of the relationship, mm-hmm. whether, you know what I mean, whether it's uh, uh, the traditional male-female, male-male, female-female, um, polyamorous relationships, whatever, it always comes down to people want someone to need them. Mm-hmm. You want the person that you love to need you. If the person that you want doesn't need you it takes away your security mm-hmm. right you have a security with a child because you're like i know you need me because mm-hmm. if i left your ass right here you'll be dead but that's not the same thing with adults right you can't just say that like if you walked out the house i'm gonna be like i'm just not gonna eat no i'm gonna go walk my ass in the kitchen and go make something to eat yeah. and then when the food's gone i'm gonna go to the store get more food mm-hmm. and make more to eat baby can't do that right so we have that um that attachment but i feel like uh People, we think we're good and we're not. We just like justify and we have moral standards that say what's self-serving and what's, what's not. Right. But it's all self-serving. What I used to tell people too when, you know, they come or they tell me an issue or whatever that they're having. And by no means am I a psychiatrist, psychologist, shrink, whatever you want to call them. Um, I just normally tell them that it's okay to do things for yourself because a lot of times, and you know, I'm a firm believer in this. Like when you meet people and you deal with different people, they are your reflection. They are your reflection. So they're going to show you things that you haven't been doing that you should be doing by their behaviors and vice versa. You're going to be, you're going to be seeing things that um, you shouldn't be doing, you know, 
because they're going to reflect that back to you. So by whatever circumstance that you might be in, you learn from that. And so it's okay sometimes to be self-centered in that way because you do need time to um, get those positive attributes within yourself and to try to make yourself better. Yeah, so first I'll say 100% agree on the, um, the self-serving aspect of it when you say like, Whenever you meet somebody, and I'm a firm believer, whenever I meet somebody and I don't like them, like I genuinely just be like, I do not like this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like them. I know immediately as soon as I don't like them, that, that causes me to look in and be like, what are you reflecting at me? Because the, when you meet somebody and, they, and you don't like them, I'm, I'm like almost 99.9% sure about this, that when you meet somebody and you don't like them, they're showing something about you that you don't like about yourself, but it's just magnified so you can see it. Like say, for instance, that you have a, that you have an issue that's, well, let's say arbitrary numbers. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 4. Mm-hmm. If you meet a person who's also a 4, it doesn't bother you as much. But if you meet somebody who does that and it's a 10, then it's like, God, that's annoying. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's so annoying. This person just gets under my skin. They crawl. That person yeah. you see at work when you're just like, if they was to never come to work again, I would be, I would do double the work just for this person to not live again. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that person. He says to not live again. Yeah. Like this person yeah. could get. This is something terribly bad can happen to this person, and I will feel one moment of grief to show that I'm human, and then I will be so happy that I never have to interact with that person again. But that's a part of you that's been multiplied that the universe said, you need to fix this on you. Boom, this is what it looks like, magnified, right? And mm-hmm. it's almost the same as when you look at a child's behavior, right? You look at a child's behavior, and you're like, oh, that's cute. It's cute when they're four. It's not cute when they're 14. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when people are like, oh, you know, look at little man, man. He's so grown. Cute when he's five. Not cute when he's 15. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then he's kind of an asshole at that point, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's some of the, the – so I believe in a reflection of that. And then also understand – what did you say right after that? I you, was just saying that people are reflection – whatever you, you take those things that you learn from that person to yeah, those I, positive I, attributes. To I think it. Um, it was another thing that I wanted to say, and it, it'll probably come back to me, but I really feel as though if we took that attitude towards people we don't like, people will come to a better understanding. Like, instead of me closing out on people I don't like and being like, let me just get away from them because now I'm in an awkward situation where I just want to go off and be an ass. And it's like, no, you're showing me something about me that I don't like, but it's magnified exponentially so that I can see it and, and understand, like, damn, this is something that I need to work on, right? So um, it's a lot that it's a lot that you get out of that, but it always comes back to balance. So even with the self-serving aspect and saying that, like, oh, you got to spend this time um, doing things for yourself and things that are self-serving. Mm-hmm. Man, excuse me, I'm a little under weather right now, but cool. ain't no COVID around here, partner. <laughs> Antibodies, immunities, <laughs> strong. But um, what I was getting at. So I forgot. You made me lose my train of thought over here trying to <laughs> trying to wish COVID on me. Man. I'm not. You need antibodies for your job anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, like the um the self serving part, it's it's really just come down to the fact of like finding balance, right? And finding balance to understand like I want things from you, but at a certain point to be decent human beings, we have to find a certain balance to say like I'm going to do enough for you to make myself valuable. So it's like, all right, I want all of these things. However, comma I have to also put in all of this work so that it's worth giving me these things. It's mm-hmm. a trade. Everything is about barter and trade, which. Barter and trade should be equal, which in turn makes balance, right? Mm-hmm, that's true. 
I, I don't think it's like that, though, in every single relationship. I think that in every relationship, and I'm not talking about romantic relationship, whatever the setup is, I think that um, it's, it, it's not like that in every one of them because um, you, you're going to always have somebody who gives more or who take less or whatever the case is. You're going to always have that until that balance is found, right? But sometimes that, sometimes that is the balance based off of the people. Like when you get a mother and a child, that mm-hmm. is the balance based off of the nature of the relationship. So that is the balance. The baby takes, the mother gives, the father gives, the baby takes, the baby takes, the baby takes. All of that stuff that you're getting back from it is because of your own self-serving to be like, oh, I'm taking care of this baby. Oh, you're a part of me. Oh, it's this biological response that makes me feel this way. But that isn't that isn't necessarily an unfair relationship. Because sometimes when you deal in a relationship, you have a person, for instance, you have so you have these like, so you have uh, the rich billionaire, Captain save a and he gets the whore off the streets and does everything for or something like that, so right? So? That's how people <laughs> die. But um, you get the, you know what I mean? You get the, uh, you get the rich billionaire. Like you see these old billionaires, they see this young girl. It's a give and take relationship. It was like, I want this young girl and I want the company of this beautiful woman so that I can feel some type of way. And in turn, that girl's like, I'm a bro bitch. I need money. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's a it's a it might be a, a parasitic relationship, but nevertheless, both of their needs are being met, right? Like the only time that we look at it when it's unfair is when one person isn't having their needs met. Mm-hmm. That's the only time we get like, oh, when Sugar Daddy decided to plop, pop the blue pill, and then he look at uh, uh, Sugar Baby, and he's like, hey, it's about time for me to break your ass off, and she's like, oh no, no, it's time to pay the piper now. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So now if he don't get his needs met. That's that becomes an unfair relationship, mm-hmm. you know. what I'm saying even though people are like, oh, well, that's creepy and that's this and that anyway. Okay, it was, it was a creepy when she was wiring designer shit and riding around in billion and million dollar right. cars and all this other stuff. Right. So relationships and and nature are just like it is what it is. Like every relationship has that. You got even in nature, you have animals where it's one of these sea creatures where they'll go into an animal's mouth and then they will go and re- eat its tongue and replace its tongue. Replace it with what? Itself. So they would be the tongue? Yeah. So now they're the tongue. And the animal needs the tongue so that it can get food in his mouth. But that tongue now gets its food too. It's like, well, let me get mine off the top first. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now it's weird. So now it's a parasitic ever. relationship. It was like, all right, well, you serving the purposes of my tongue. I got to work a whole little harder to get a little more food. But in turn, now you my tongue. We're not going to start with the fact it's jacked up that you took my tongue in the first place. And you the reason I ain't got a damn tongue. Yeah. I mean, but it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I never seen or heard of that before. But, yeah, that's definitely a parasitic type. And I think people can definitely, the nature of people can um, be, like, mirror that whole thing right there. I think that's I know the, some people. I think that's the reason why people, why we're just destined for, um, our demise because of the fact of the only way that people could be perfect is if supplies were infinite. As long as we are forced with finite supplies, we're always going to turn, like we're always going to wind up destroying things and reaching the level of chaos. Mm-hmm. Because like if every, everybody had everything they needed, there wouldn't be, the chaos would be to a minimal, but there's going to be chaos because it's like, we are literally the perfect blend of good and bad. Yeah, we are. But when you put us in a certain circumstance, it, certain circumstances brings out the best or the worst of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you put us in a position where we have infinite supplies, we're probably decent people. Yeah. But you put us in a position where it's like, 
I don't know, There's where poor, impoverished people in yeah, the projects, then, then you're gonna have the worst crime happens. That's why crime rates go up. It's not because the people are inherently bad right. or they just want like, they just want complete chaos. It's not that. It's like chaos ensues due to the lack of supplies. Yeah. And that brings out the dark side of chaos, vice the light that will come with infinite supplies. If you have the needs met, though. Yeah, if you have needs met, then, of course, you're going to get more positive result because nobody is in that point where they feel as though they need to take or they need to harm or they need to yeah. do whatever to get their own needs met. When so. people talk about poverty, poverty and crime is always going yeah, go to go back to... synonymous with each other. No, no, no. It's always going to go back to relative poverty, mm. right? So it doesn't... It's not as bad when... It's not as bad when everybody's poor. But when I'm poor, you're poor, mm-hmm. and then old boy next door is, he's not rich. But let's just say he's he doing a little bit better. He's middle class. And mm-hmm. let's say we're poor and he's middle class. That's relative poverty. He's still middle class. You were still struggling in America mm-hmm. in the big scheme of things. But he's doing so much better than us. Now it becomes like, oh, well, we got to eat. He got something now. We got to take it, and that's when things get barbaric. Uh, he'll be okay. He'll get another one. Yeah, you know what I mean. You take his take car. That too. He got insurance. <laughs> I'm gonna take yeah. Get another one. I'm gonna take that too. I hope he got that deductible money on standby. Right. And then I'm gonna take that too. Right. Like so. So I mean, so it's all relative, and and just like poverty, all of these things, it's all relative to what you're comparing it to, right? Like everybody's complaints about relationships and everything. And any anything that you're complaining about is really relative to what your line what your line of suck is, right? So like how bad life is sucked for you. Mm-hmm. So on a scale of one to ten. That's why when we look and like growing up, me and you probably think the same thing. We never even talked about this. But when you'll see like some rich billionaire like lose half their half their estate and then kill themselves, it's like you still a billionaire, fam. Right. You crazy. Like you had a hundred billion, now you got fifty billion, so you kill yourself? Shit, you give me one billion, I'm happy. But Listen that is stories. so bad to them because that'd be like us going from like we grew up poor and it's like we ain't had nothing to like now we got half of nothing. Listen to stories like that is what kind of gave me my perspective on life and material things or and what people, you know, or what I perceive to be so hard and terrible versus those people who go into different things, how they take things. So I just can't assume that this person is, um, you know, well, I, while I might take a foot loss or something like that, you know, one way, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a more positive outlook. The other person might end their whole life because of it, because that's uh, they don't see past that, you know? Yeah, you got and people so who, I can't get, tell you who how get to their face feel. cut. Mm-hmm. You got people who get their face cut and kill themselves, and then you got people who get 90% of their body burned with third-degree burns, and then they have a whole different outlook on it. Like, yeah. oh, well, you know, it's cool. I'm going to come back. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And life is good. I'm going to go compete at some Olympic level type athlete mm-hmm. and do all of this stuff after I get all the skin grafted off my ass on my face. Now, Do you consider that to be, or those people to be the wealthy people? Um, you're talking about, you almost made me say the, the meat, the meat going to hair the earth when you said that. But, mm-hmm. um, so you're saying the people that have that outlook. Yeah. I feel as though that outlook is great for survival, mm-hmm. but that outlook is also, useless for advancement mm. because it's like these people thrive in the worst conditions, but it's like, all right, would you thrive enough to be Elon Musk mm. if you were given something different or mm-hmm. would you just be happy and satisfied because it goes back to that desire. Mm-hmm. Your desire to be great wouldn't be as high 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm not saying it won't be, but maybe you don't have that desire to go and be, oh, boom. Because you think about those people who have that wealth of talent as athletes. Mm-hmm. They have this wealth of talent. You look at these dudes and it's like, oh, my God, he's so phenomenal. He's this and that. But they don't they don't work their way up to be the the Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? Kobe Bryant wasn't just a wealth of talent. He was a wealth of work ethic. Work ethic, You know yeah. what I mean? But then you get a dude who's like Shaq, who's just physically gifted where he's seven foot two, 300 and something pounds, athletically hey, gifted. stand there. Yeah, you know what I mean? He won, the, he won the genetic lottery. But don't put the working in the gym. Kobe would even say that Shaq, if he put in the same work ethic that Kobe put in, he would have been the greatest of all time, hands down. Like, not even an argument. Like, Wilt Chamberlain who? Bill yeah. Russell who? Kareem Abdul-Jah who? It would have been Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, But, I mean, so those people, yeah, they're built for survival in the worst mm-hmm. times, but it goes back to that circle when we was talking about it, like, good like good times make weak people, weak, make weak men. Weak men make bad times. Bad times make strong men. That's true. Strong men <laughs> make that. good times, and it's this infinite circle that keeps yeah. going and going and going, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely see that because somebody like Elon Musk, if he was to lose his fortune, like I don't think that he would be able to survive. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't, don't know. I, I don't know because I don't think Elon so. Musk and a lot of these dudes that operate at that level, they're they're deep on the high functioning spectrum. Right. So you don't know how how they would take it. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. that whole like chemical makeup in their brain is different. So it's like, do we really know for sure how they would act? You never know, right? Like, and that's one of the amazing things about people is. You never know what a person's capable of, mm-hmm. good, bad, and different, until they put it in. Because a lot of us would like to say, like, oh, if this would happen. For instance, there was a uh, service member in the military. Basically, they was on the um, team was on the rooftop. Grenade goes off. Dude takes his takes his uh, takes his headgear off, throws it on top of the grenade, jumps on a grenade. A lot of people would love to say that they would do that. Yeah. But the only person that knows that they would do that is the person it's who the did person it. the person that did it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, I would do that. But then when that time comes and now you hesitate or you do something, that he ain't hesitate. He jumped right on it. We'd all like to say we're that hero. We don't know where that hero until that time comes. So when people always say, like, hey, what you'll do if somebody did it? i do this. Yeah, you most don't people know. don't rise to the occasion. Yeah, you don't know. That's why these dudes are actual heroes. Like these firemen that's running in the buildings, life on the line, getting burnt up to go get a baby out and something like that. These are real-life heroes, not Superman and and all of these cats and stuff like that. These are real-life heroes. The dude who jumped in that grenade, dudes who are Medal of Honor recipients most of the time, these dudes are actual heroes who, like, went against everything else in their body. Like, their body told them. And, and people talk about, like, bravery. That level of bravery is your body tells you all the red flags. No, 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 no. And then something says, fuck all that. If you like, like get just busy. do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, something says, fuck all that, get busy. That is a crazy response. Like, you ignore Mm -hmm. your response for survival. That's literally like, hey, that's a wood chipper. I should go in that wood chipper (laughs) and die. Like, you know what I mean? You just ignore your entire chemical makeup, your brain response. Everything that tells you this is what you need to do to live, you're like, nah, bro. I ain't going to do it. Got to see it through, my boy. You know what I mean? We here now, so that's what we gonna yeah. do. Yeah, we are gonna do the damn thing. Yeah, most people don't. Most people don't rise to that occasion. That occasion at all. Yeah, but that just brings me back to you know what we were talking about about desire. I just think that um, knowing like that pain versus the accomplishment at the end of it all is kind of that same circle of life and that um, yin and yang to where we it. I feel like it does keep us going. It does propels us to the next thing. It does propels us to through life. 
It propels us through life because we don't have anything that that would be a part of the motivation that we have to succeed. The motivation we have to go and fight another day, the desire to have something different. Also, too, like if life don't push our shit in, then the good times won't seem as good. Right. Like Mm -hmm. like sun, like sunshine don't seem so good until you had cloudy days and rain. Then the sun comes out. It's like like being on the East Coast, especially like we'd say it up north, like. People in the South, they just don't appreciate the sunlight like we do. Because up North, it's like, summer come out, everybody out. It's summer for y'all in the South all the time. Staying in. You know what I'm saying? It's like being in Hawaii. Like, when you was in Hawaii, don't nobody care about coming outside. Like, oh, it's a beautiful day. It's 320 beautiful days <laughs> out the mm-hmm. year. You know what I mean? Them other 40, 45, 46 days, depending on if it's a leap year. Okay, that's the rainy season. Yeah, whatever. But besides that, it's beautiful weather. All year round, they don't appreciate it as much, just because of the fact like they haven't had that. They haven't had that winter. You know what I mean? Winter is coming. You know what I mean? They ain't had mm-hmm. winters coming. You know what I mean? So when you up north and you think about that, you you more appreciative to things and having that desire. Be like, oh, I desire for it. you have different desires based off of your environment and your stimuli, mm-hmm. right? Like if thing if you if you eat all the time, you're not like oh. I want to eat this. I want to, if you eating all the best meals every day, you're not like, damn, I want to work my ass off so that I can have a great steak. I have a great steak once a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you have, if you got a whole bunch of cars, you're not like, damn, I want to get this, this car. This car. No. So it's based off of your stimuli and the things you want. Right. And you got, and you keep that desire. So, but desire, the crazy thing about desire is like, it's a thin line between desire and greed mm. because greed is seen upon like, like when you want to desire and you want to do good, like I think the only thing that only time people call it greed is when your desire starts to infringe on somebody else. I think that um, it's the I think that people call it greed once it becomes lustful. Yeah, I don't know because like people call it. I mean, think about this. So when billionaires, so do who a billionaire right now? And he got ninety million dollars. And he wants a hundred billion. I mean, he got ninety billion dollars, and he wants a hundred billion. Is that being greedy? I mean, well, who am I to say what his lifestyle is or what's he? So what I'm saying is like yeah. whether or not it's lustful. I think it really comes down to the fact is if he gets that fairly, people are like, well, I mean, whatever. The only time people call it greed is when he doesn't want to share any of that money because he feel like I fucking earned or, this money. Or he mine. does something. Or, or he does shitty things it. to yeah, people. To he step it. on necks yeah. to get there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the only that. time I, I think that. we look at it as like greed. But it's the thin line between desire and greed because the desire is what made him great to be able to make that type of money. So I think that there you go again with um, these different, the opposites, you know, the yin the and the yang again. People, yeah. yeah, the yin and yang again. That's what keep life going. You know, we're talking about love and hate. Same type that same type creation of creation and destruction. Creation and destruction, right? They have a desire versus you know, like you were just talking about. So yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy how life operates. Yeah, life we have just to have both. We have to have both. That balance is always needed. Yeah, because once once you lose balance, you lose the. You know what I mean? You can go to the Lion King with it. Like you lose that circle of life. Like people got to die for people to be born. Like plants have to die and nutrients has to go back in the earth so the earth can survive and then bloom again when the spring comes and all this other stuff. So it's a constant circle of life, right? Like we, you have to destroy to rebuild. If if you want to, um, if you want to do anything great, 
if you're going to do anything great, you're going to have to destroy some things. You got to crack some eggs to make an omelet. You got to, you know what I mean? So it's always some destruction that has to come in for creation. And then once the, once the thing that's created is no longer useful or needs to be rebuilt to a certain extent, then you got to destroy. If you want to build a new room in your house, you got to break a wall down. So you're talking about, you know, people having to die and then be born. So do you believe in what type of um, afterlife do you believe in? Um, I'm 50, 50, I'm 50, 50 on the, um, like there's, uh, some type of heaven to hell. And then the other 50 is like, it's just reincarnation until we get it right. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like when some people say like, Oh, every time somebody dies, a baby is born. It's like, well, how the fuck do the population go up? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like simple math is like, um, you started out with like everything, seven, 17 seconds or something like that. Yeah, like every 17 seconds. But think, look at this at the end of the day. If it was an even death and birth ratio, mm-hmm. like grandma had to die for the grandbaby to be born, yeah. the population would stay the same. Yeah, it would be the same population, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, unless like untimely deaths cause untimely births and throw off the balance or something like that. Besides that, it's like the number Unti- wouldn't be no, 7. No, that 8. would still be balanced if an untimely death caused an untimely birth. Oh, well, I'm One talking about if it throws off the ratio and then it's like, do, 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 oh, okay, do, do, okay. Do, do, do. maybe, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I don't know, but it's kind of, I'm not a hundred, I'm not a hundred percent sure. And when I do find out and I am a hundred percent sure, I'm sure I probably won't care anymore to even talk about I it. I won't be able else. to tell like, us. I won't be able to tell you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I won't be able so. to shoot your email and be like, yo, shit real over here. <laughs> yeah, for real. You know what I'm saying? I think that, um. They got charcuterie board. <laughs> I used to think that there was a heaven and a hell. I don't think that anymore. And that was only because of by way of religion, you yeah. know. And since I don't focus on the religion factor anymore, more of a spiritual sense of it, I do feel as though when we exit here, I just it depends on what we've learned because everything about anything that we've gone through is always to teach us different lessons. So I do feel as though once we attain those lessons and we surpass that, I think that then we can ascend to something else once we're done with this life. So maybe we not we won't be here on planet Earth, or maybe we'll be in a different um, galaxy. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so vast, so yeah, you can't galaxy, say it won't universe, be. Hell. And the, by the fact that we're spirits, we're energy, so we're going to always be in existence, so we will have another form somewhere else. And when you think about the fact that time isn't linear, it's mm-hmm. like we can just constantly do or this Or maybe over we and go over. back, yeah. It's like we could go, like, you could re- be reborn again as mm-hmm. somebody in the 1800s. You could right. be reborn as a damn plant. You, you know what I mean? See and those? just have a quick one. A quick one. <laughs> have a quick one. Now, Boop, I don't believe, so I believe that if you're a person, and I think if you're going to come so back, you you're going to come back energy in a energy. person. Energy you right. Energy. Oh, my God. I hope not because I. You're going to come back as that plant that you killed on the porch. No, I didn't kill. No. <laughs> they don't. They're not dead. They come back in the spring and the summer. Hydrangeas, guys. Okay. Well, you're going to come back as a hydrangea. And they're so beautiful and blue. Oh, my God. I'd be beautiful. Hopefully somebody take care of me. But, no, I feel as though um, when we die, I don't think that we're going to come back as a thing, like a tree or I don't know. But I know what you said about the energy. You're right. And that's I didn't think about that. I didn't never think about that. Oh, my God. I hope not. Energy is just energy. I hope that's not true, though. Hell, you could just come I don't want to be an ant or a roach or you know, some of that quick, shit like that. Run. I don't want that. Oh my god! You know that's what you know. That's what um my homeboy he uh he Indian and that's what 
his religion, they, they believe, like, you come back and basically how well you do, that's why they got a caste system where mm. they got, like, the untouchables, they got, like, the warrior class, they got the royal class, and I don't remember all the details, but that's why what they believe, what they do, like, if you leave a shitty life, then you go down a form. Like, mm. this is the, the form that, like, you can keep coming back as a person, but if you do enough bad, it's like, all right, maybe you're going to be a jackal or some shit. You know that's what I'm saying? That's crazy. I don't, oh, my God, I hope not. I hope it save people. And um, I do believe that hell is already here. Because I couldn't imagine a place where there's so much struggle, hurt, pain, poverty. There's so many negative things. I couldn't imagine a place like that. If you tell me hell is just fire and brimstone, sounds like that'll be a lot better than here. All the feelings and emotions that we go through here. No. That's what I feel. You that. I, that's what I feel. No, you got that. I don't feel anything about fire and brimstone being... Uh, quote unquote hell. You burnt your finger on the stove and you thought you was in hell. No. <laughs> you broke your nail yesterday. It hurt. Uh, two days ago and you've been in hell since. Well, that's the thing. That's so, what I'm saying. Maybe that's this why, is hell. So good. Well, maybe hell this is. is. Maybe so maybe hell the is other breaking hell your nail every that day. Bad. No, maybe hell is breaking your nail every day. <laughs> you break a new nail every day on an hour. Maybe. I don't Snap. know. Snap. <laughs> so as they describe it in the biblical sense is you know you fry up and your skin come back together and you fry up again and it comes back together and you fry up again what everlasting if it's just, what if it's just you breaking the nail over and over again <laughs> everlasting agony i'm sure at one point if i still have all my faculties i'll pass the hell out and i won't feel it anymore i don't know now nah, they wake you up with hell smelling salt get your ass you know and take get all this hell another, get all this hell <laughs> Man, i'm telling you because think about all this hell. damn hellions i think i think that I think that I can make a no pun intended fire ass hell. Like you, think so? you know what I mean? Like I can make hell miserable. Like if you put me in charge of hell and that was my job to make sure people suffer, I can make some people suffer worse than real but life. But hell's supposed to be just a fire and brimstone, quote unquote. I don't know about that. I don't think so either. That's probably, why I think it's here. Probably the record's getting burned. I don't know. I don't think this is hell. People say this is hell, it's like, but you have good times here. I don't think you're gonna have any good times in hell. You do have some good times. That's what I'm saying. Like you have some there's sunshine. There's going to be all rain. You know what I'm saying? Fiery rain. Lava. Fiery rain. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it could always, and now I'm a firm believer, it can always be worse. Like, when people are like, oh, this is bad as it get, it can always be Hell, you can stop we, the life you live in right now. Pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. You can stop <laughs> right now and go live somebody else's life that's even worse than being homeless and everything else. Like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. So it's like hell could always be worse, right? And I think everybody's hell might be slightly different. That's what I was, yeah, I was just about to say. Just like what we were talking about. I can't tell somebody how to feel or how to handle a situation. You know, that might be their hell. This is why they yeah. committed suicide or whatever the case is. Because if you think about it, if I was in, if I was like chained up, beaten and whipped in a prisoner of war for fucking 20 years or some shit like that, and then you told me that, oh, all I had to do was break a nail every day? Yes, mm-hmm. I would take that. But if I told you, Fox, you got to get your nail broke every hour, on the hour, get a nail broke. Beat me, daddy, back and break. beat me. Yeah, exactly. So you'd be like, maybe I'll try some different shit because you're just tired of that hell. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Like reincarnation to me, I don't know. I think we come back here. And for those who don't learn the lessons, this is this is why we come back here to learn and get these um get these notes in. So hopefully you but take the good crazy notes thing is like, gotta come back again. Yeah, but the crazy thing is is like how do we instill them notes? Because I think that's where deja vu comes from. Yes, yes, yeah. 
I agree with that. I think deja vu is, is but just, we just that. Took, we were just taking shitty notes. Like, do we need to find out how to, like, ingrain our notes better to how, go into the next life? How do we go back? I don't know. But, you know, like I was saying, I think we touched briefly, like, kind of grazed over it in the podcast that we did. And I was talking about Thoth and how he was he was given the guidelines of how we should remember our life here once we're in that transition period. Yeah. So right before we die. So that way when we do come back, we know exactly what happened and who we were before. So we have those lessons yeah. to take with us. But I to think grow. like that's I think that gotta that gotta be true because I think the powers of B know that that's true. So I like I think that's why they put so much focus on keeping us in this rat trap. But we just sit here spinning this fucking hamster wheel mm-hmm. day in, day out to survive. Like, because realistically, when you think about it, most people aren't aren't living. We're surviving. Mm-hmm. Just surviving, that's yeah, like, it. Yeah, we're surviving. Like, you got people out there who are like, no, nah, man, I'm living my best life. Are you really? No, you're not. No, are you you're really? Not. Like, if you if you have to if you have to ever worry about money, uh, anything, security, safety, this and that, is that really living your best life? And it's here, too, where we have to worry about money because that's the way it's set up for us, too. But we have to have that in order like, to be quote unquote happy in but, order to be quote but unquote. But if you talk about that money fulfilled. really only money is only really a paper. Right. A it's paper all version. fake. Well, no, I'm talking about it's fake, but it represents the things mm-hmm. that we need to survive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you ain't about to go do all this eating without food. Without like, money. hell, you can't even own the land to farm for yourself without money. Without money. So it's like if you yeah. went and lived off the grid and money. did everything else, it's certain things that you're still going to have to do. To come hell, Amish people go and and open up the, the the farmers market and stuff like that in places like Pennsylvania. They go and do that every like two or three times a week or something where they'll go and sell the goods or they'll or people will come drive in or something like that and they'd be like, Oh, we'll build you a table or a bed or something they like need that. Money. Because at the end of the day, it don't matter how much you try to get away from it, it's still the barter and trade aspect. And if you don't have what's taking the barter and trade, like some places you can't walk into McDonald's and be like, Hey, I'll build you a couch if y'all give me a burger. No. Right. No, you're going to give me money. Right. That's what you're going to do. You're going to give me money. You don't have that proper currency, then that's going to be a wrap. Yep. Um, what was the other thing you was talking about before? Before the podcast? What I was talking about? It was something else besides desire. Oh, I was talking about freedoms. Freedom. Yeah. How freedom ain't really free. And like the anxiety that comes freedom with free. with being free. Like my homeboy Lazenberry. We showed us what we want to do. Hey, my homeboy like. Lazenberry is, hey, it ain't free. Cost a buck oh five. Yeah. But um, yeah, freedom ain't free. And people really don't want free. People, everything is balanced. People don't want utter freedom. Yeah. They want like, people just want to be able to say no. Yeah, just give me a choice. That's what it is. We want choice. We want a choice. It's we like present choice. me with options and give me a choice until I pick something I don't like. Freedom, no. freedom. Everybody wants the freedom that a woman has when you ask her, "What do you want?" to I eat? knew you was gonna bring. I swear, I swear, everything in my soul was like, if we talk about this, you're gonna talk about a woman. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> right, I knew I'm right. I'm always right. So yep, because women are always right. That's right, because I'm right right now. Mm-hmm. That's right. Case and point. I do not agree with any of the statements. Whatever. Right Whatever. But when you think about it, that's what people want. People, If it was like, hey, you got to figure out. Like, imagine everything you did, you had to figure out how the day is going to go. And then you had to deal with the detrimental effects. No safety net or anything. Mm-hmm. You just had to deal with the detrimental effects of your decision. Like, nah, it's Nobody your choice, really wants that. No, nah, that's your choice, though. <laughs> the accountability that's your choice. of it. Yeah, the accountability of it. was like, hey, you can go and do this and that, and then you die instantly. It's like, well, you made the choice. <laughs> you you went that way. People don't want that type of freedom. People <laughs> want that type of, I kind of, I, I have a decision, 
where I can kind of figure some things out. I could kind of figure some things out in advance. So in my head, I'm like, freedom is choice. We just want the freedom to be able to choose and that be okay, which whatever it is that we choose, don't take that away from me. So like, like how I feel about liars when people lie, I feel like you taking away my freedom because you take yeah, away my I, choice to choose whether or not I want to deal with this situation or not. Yo, 50 had a line, the rapper, 50 saying he had a line on, he said uh, a lie is worse than a thief. Because a thief is only after my salary. A lie is after my reality. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when you lie to somebody, oh, you take, away their, you take away their free choice, right? Yeah. Like, when you when you take somebody's money, it's like, I can like I can make more money. Mm-hmm. I can have insurance or something. But when you take away my freedom to make a choice, it's like, you lied to me. Right. And that's what happens daily, what we do to people. Like, I'm, But we do it to a certain extent. Like, we do it to a certain extent to our children, if you really want to be honest. We do. We do. We do. We take do it away because we think we know what's best for them. Because we know what's best for them. Yeah. It's the same thing that politicians do to us when they like. Well, yeah. we know what's best. Well, we do know you? what's best for the nation. Yeah. yeah. No, you but don't. we're not children, though. That's the thing, though, where we have we don't have experience in certain things to know better. So I don't agree with that at all. You can't take. Don't lie to me. Tell me what's what, so I can make that choice. You can't tell me or what? guide my choice. Present me with all the information I need and let me try to make an educated choice on my own. Okay. Yeah, but I know in the politicians' eyes, I play devil advocate, and you know I absolutely fucking hate politicians. They're the scum of the earth. <laughs> but they probably look at it like this: was like, oh, do like you him. feel? I was about to be running for senator. You were? Yeah. Remember we talked about that? No, nah, that that must have been you and somebody else. Fox twenty whenever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you what. Twenty twenty whenever. <laughs> I'd be a fly ass first man though. Uh, <laughs> first uh, man, uh, 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 coming through that motherfucker jugging. Oh my nah, god! Man, coming in that casket, clean everywhere. They'd be like, "Mr. Jackson, how do you feel about this and that?" I'm not the politician. She is. I'm just here to look good. What's I'm happening? Mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm just over here being medium handsome. You know <laughs> so what I'm saying? Just stupid. in these streets, medium handsome and shit. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I mean, people really don't want freedom as much as they say they want. They just want the opportunity to say no. My homegirl was saying that, like, people really just want to say no. They they just like to say no. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people just say no for the sake of saying no. Just because they can do it, my mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just as like, oh, well, I can Shout say no. Miss well, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I can say no. Well, then the hell with it. I'm going to say no. No, right. I'm don't even know no. why you're saying no just because you can. And that was her thing, too. Yeah, yeah. but when people get, yeah, when, when they get to freedom, we want the freedom. <laughs> And I think the only time when we get told we don't have a choice, that's when the rebellion in us rises. Just like oh, children. Yeah. What you mean, no? What, what you mean, mean no? I can't say. What you mean, I got to do this? Yeah. Why? 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 And we want to understand yeah. the same way, right? Like, we, like, even us reacting to, like, um the vaccine and everything like that, we're reacting the same way that our kids react when we tell them to do something. Like, yeah. well, why I got to do this? Because I fucking said so. Yeah. And that's basically what Biden is doing to grown-ass people right now. We, so like, it's not about your freedom of choice. Yeah. It's not about our commander-in-chief is just telling us like that. So it's like. The hell it ain't. Yeah, so realistic. He's just telling us that, and we're reacting like children, where some of us have legit reasons, some of us have concerns, but at the end of the day, people are just like. Don't force me to do something I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really all it is. It's like, and it's a, it's a child's response just on an adult level. And mm-hmm. and it's like, I like to say it's freedom, but some people make the argument that we do it under the guise of freedom, where it's just like we just want to be rebellious because we can be, yeah. because we should be, yeah, or something like that, right? But, um, 
the government doesn't have should a, be able to be. Yeah, like we ain't really like you know we ain't really gonna do the politics here because that's not what we do. But the government doesn't have a great track record. No, of making people trust them. Not here in America, especially. Yeah, not, I mean, hell, not in Australia. Or in Australia, Jesus. it ain't going bananas in Australia. I know. I couldn't. Oh my god, my heart. In my fact, heart goes out to all those people that living over there. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Instead of all of the, because I mean, it's just crazy. Like, in fact, we just need, that's we will. That's a whole nother, yeah. yeah. And we'll we put that get one. To maybe we can fast. fit that one in the, in the Dave yeah. Chappelle podcast. We'll do next. Yeah. After we do that, uh-huh. we'll get into that. But you know, it's time for a new segment. No. <laughs> can't make this shit up, Fox. Can't make it up. We can't make it up. So since we dropped on this podcast, quick, we ain't even study for this one. We just jump right into it. So, you know, I had to go with my old faithful because I what? knew I was going to have an old faithful for this. What? My homie Florida Man. Oh, my God. Because, you know, Florida Man, if you don't know who Florida Man is, you've been living under a rock because Florida Man ain't going to hold it down. So, when we said we was going <laughs> to do a podcast, you know, I went in to take a piss and I'm like, damn, I don't have a We you can't make tell this shit up. Uh, what you got to do? I, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm human. I pee like everybody else. You know what oh I mean? God. But I was thinking, like, damn, I don't got to can't I'm make this shit up. First thing I did, search Florida Man. And then we come up with my man, Florida man. Your man, Florida man. <laughs> the homie, Florida man. Yo, Florida veterinarian gets 22 years in prison for sexually abusing dogs. Oh, my God. Can't make this shit up. Can't make that shit Cannot up. Can't make this shit up. What was he doing to the dogs? So, a successful veterinarian reportedly described as charismatic was sentenced to over 22 years in prison. On Friday for sexually abusing animals, among other charges. So that's Friday as in a couple so, days ago. So he was practicing bestiality. Uh, here we go. His name is Prentice Madden. Appeared in Miami Federal Court. Hmm. Miami. Miami. Wow. What? So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so in addition to creating and sharing videos of himself engaged in sexual acts of, with dogs online, I repeat. In addition to creating and sharing videos of himself engaged in sexual acts with dogs Oh, my online, God. He was fucking dogs. He was fucking bitches. He was fucking a lot of bitches. He was fucking these bitches. Oh, my God. Matt was found to be in possession of thousands of images of child pornography. Oh, wow. Including those of infants and toddlers. Damn. Oh, my God. You know, I just looked at the headline and got this one. This motherfucker crazy. So, District Judge Jose Martinez ultimately gave a 40-year-old veterinarian 272 months in prison for his crimes. The harshest penalty allowed under federal guidelines, the Miami Herald reported. Madden appeared regretful when he spoke to Judge Martinez, attributing his crimes to past trauma and explaining how he witnessed his stepfather severely beat his mother as a child. What so they, you fucked the dog. So you messed, right. I was just about to say, so yeah. what does beating your mom got to do with you want to go fuck a dog daddy, and using children to, to jerk off to? Daddy, like that, daddy beat my mama and called her a bitch. So oh, I my God, I got to go he, and fuck Daddy bitch. fuck bitches? I'm going to fuck bitches. Oh, my like, God. That's so stupid. And jerk off with the children. Like, yeah. get the hell out of here. This is never who I planned to be or thought I would be, Matt yeah. said. It does not represent who I am as a person. So, so this was the, the perverted pervertedness in man's mind. This, before we can get any further into reading any of this, which I probably won't, dude, not only did you do it and you fucked the dog, mm-hmm. but you not put it dog. on the internet. Doggers. <laughs> Doggies. <laughs> <laughs> Plural, more than one dog. You know what I mean? You 
put it online. Like that's not an yeah, accident. So everybody that's can not see. Like, a, like you, you could just say that. Like you had the best sex tape ever, and was yeah. like, oh, I'm about to, about to upload this shit. To XXVid. Oh my oh, god. Oh, oh what y'all want to see a great day? No, that's a Pornhub thing. They ain't no XXVid thing. Nah, that's like an Pornhub. That's like e fucked. <laughs> what? What is it's that? Is the shit my homeboy? Um, my homeboy used to look at me. Uh, this cat that worked with me. Yeah, oh my god! He like, man, you ever looked at E Fuck? I'm like, he brought it up on his phone. Whatever you could think of, that's like the the fucking darkest canals of the earth. Oh my that god! That shit is like the shit people be looking at on like 4chan, and I'm like, uh, on what? what? Is the shit called 4chan? It's How do you know all this? Okay, don't even talk anymore. Because Let's I'm in the military, on. you meet the weirdest people in the world in the military. <laughs> fucking weirdos! I'm not putting that shit on my browser history and losing no goddamn. <laughs> I, I would, I would go live vicariously through whatever they tell me. I to see what's on there. No, you're not. You ain't gonna do that shit. You had the CIA busting in this motherfucker, and I'm gonna shoot out at two o'clock in the morning because you want to be over there and miss what the FBI the guy watching. It? No, you don't need to know. Just take their word for it. Guys, do not look at that stuff. <laughs> if you do, tell me what you see on there, though. Yeah, Yo, just Uncle do legend at gmail. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't send that shit to my email. <laughs> I tell you, I delete that goddamn email. It'd be don't ask Uncle Legend at gmail.com. <laughs> So then they had one. Michael Mirror, Madden's attorney, also cited his client's childhood trauma and depression. He declined, however, to present these things as excuses for Madden's actions. He turned to child pornography because he was clinically depressed. So so kids oh, make you happy. Oh, my God. That's terrible. So now what do you do in a society with people like this? Clearly twisted. Clearly fucked up. Now, you can't go and use, oh, because mommy got beat up. That 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 doesn't have anything to do with the yeah. course of actions you choosing to take. Yo, I got PTSD. I'm clinically depressed, and my mama used to get ass whooped. You know what I do? Drink, oh my God. and I hold that shit in, and have and I'm gonna die from an ulcer like every fucking man should. Have a heart attack That's every terrible. two years, let that shit go out. So like, if he doing it, I wonder what his mama is doing, and if she's the one who is the victim of all this, what's she doing? You know, like, come on now. If you're going to use that as got an excuse. A, and he got one he's allegedly just, allegedly sick. abusing a boy younger than 16 while he was building his collection of child pornography. All types See, of See, that's shit. something else going on. Now, I you don't start doubt, the I don't doubt that, you know, maybe he had something else going on with him. I, I guess he would have said that part if he was molested or something like that. Because usually when that type of behavior comes, stems from an act like that in your own past, most of the times, and or... Um, all kinds of sexual perversions can stem can join, stem from join that. a fucking BDSM group, you fucking weirdo. Don't fuck it. Oh heads. my god, really? Like I'm saying, like if you want to do some, if you got a kink or some wild shit, go do that. But don't go fuck with kids. Kids is yeah, like the only so thing that we got in innocent. the world yeah. that's pure. Even as much of their fucking assholes. Yeah, it's something like they don't last little bit of purity that, that we, we have, have here. That and we why have would here. you want to taint that? And, and maybe like, that's a thing. Yeah, and it's like no, nah, that's the thing. Get that shit out of here, bro. It's like hey, uh, uh, I ain't. I'm telling you, it's a lot of shit that I could cop please for people with. Yo, you sold drugs, you you, you shot people, you robbed people, you you beat people up in the alley, you did all of this type of shit. That ain't it, bro. Like I that. was kind of like, in my head, I'm like, he's sick because he was messing around with the doggies and whatever else he was messing with. At least it wasn't children, but when he threw the children in there, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I thought it was just dogs when I looked at oh the thing because that was the headline, but Florida man. always Florida on, man will Florida never man. have a dull moment. Always disappointing, too. Probably should have read the other article because this shit almost depressed me. Yeah, that's sad. We should have went with the first one I said. He's sick. He's sick. We should have went with the first one. How do you punish people like that? I don't think that jail time is going to do anything. Stick their dick in a blender. I don't believe that they need to be here. I don't think that there's going to be, okay, oh, what well, people say, there's oh, he no just redemption. need treatment. He just need treatment. He's a no grown redemption. ass man. And jail treatment for what? In jail, 
doesn't rehabilitate anyone. No, nobody. Jail, jail either fucks people up worse and makes criminals better criminals because they get to be they get to go to an Ivy League school of criminals. Just like I was telling someone, I was on the phone today talking, and um, someone mentioned, you know, their father. They was like a bad, you know, growing up out there in Miami, whatever, bad boy. The father decides to take them and put them into an alternative school, hoping that it will be a scare tactic, you know, to change the behavior. No. What happens is you throw people in uh, or throw somebody in a uh, cage with gorillas. Either they don't act like the rest of them or, yeah. you know, and that's what happens. Like, they're going to turn into that. The same behaviors that you didn't want them to have, nine times out of ten, they're going to develop more of that. It's not gonna. It's not gonna yeah. yield the results that you thought it was going to yield. It's not no. because it's one thing to go like scared straight. It's a different thing to be like, nah, you got to be. I'll put you in there and do it every because single day. We're gonna do what we need to do. You gotta to survive. survive, right? So gotta it's survive. Like, well, guess what? Now I gotta start catching bodies and doing work to survive. Exactly. So now I turn into this animal because everybody becomes a product of the environment. Yep. P O E. You know what I'm saying? That's for real. That's true. That's definitely true. But we we don't think that we don't think that we just think as a, you know feel as if if we put them in there it's just gonna scam it's gonna scam them into acting the right way or whatever but that's not the case that's not the case at all. Into your head, go into you know what time it is, Fox. All right, Fox, you said you got this one. What's happening? I got a gun to your head for you. Since so we're for talking us? about. <laughs> for us well wait a minute why can't have one just for you because when the when the listeners they chime in it's always for me so why can't have one for you i mean i can answer on the back end i suppose but it's not bad i don't like this shit anymore it's not bad i don't have those perverted ass <laughs> ass gun to your heads like those listeners yeah y'all yeah y'all uh-huh yeah y'all so it's going to be an easy one. Run it. Gun to your head. Would you rather have everything that you desire or be able to fix your greatest, deepest regret? So I can have everything I desire right now. Mm-hmm. That doesn't include your regret. So like right now, anything that I want, I got it. Right. Anything that you want, you would have. Or would you go back to fix your greatest and most deepest regret? All my desires. Why? No, if I suppose I ain't got that big of regrets. I've I've already came to the idea that I understand. Ain't no point. Like you can sit there and regret shit. What is the point? You live mm-hmm. with that shit anyway. Mm-hmm. Ain't no time machines. It ain't. If you was to go back, you'd adversely affect the the fucking time space continuum anyway. If it was possible, so it's like, <laughs> what do you do? Like, How you, you know that for sure? Because it makes sense. That that's the way things work. So I don't know it, but I strongly feel that way. So give me everything I desire now because at the end of the day, that's a positive. I can go back and fix my regret and then fuck everything else up anyway. Like, w- I mean, it could be a possibility, it but could maybe be. not. You know what? I'm definitely getting the things that I want right now, 100%. But you're going to always live with that regret, though, haunting you every day. It, it don't haunt me every day. You just said that. I don't that got no you regret don't... that haunt me every day. Well, I said if it was a biggest regret. Whatever my biggest regret is. Guess what? I, let me think of my regrets. Um, nail matter because now I got a Benz. Like, <laughs> a Benz, really? No, I'm talking about now I'm riding around here in a 72 Chevelle with 2,000 horsepower on pump gas. I ain't got no regrets. Okay, well, you the only no reg- You know what the regret I got? What? That I couldn't get more E.T. Street Mickey Thompson oh, tires here, here in go. advance because I'm out here hauling ass. 
Like, what you mean? My, worried about my right. biggest regret and I can go get me a 50 cal Barrett right now and, buy, and have a, a thousand acres of land to shoot it on? Go hunting every day? Not worry about bills? Not go to work? Not have somebody tell me what outfit I got to wear every day? <laughs> like, I got to wear the same. You got to wear your uniform every day? <laughs> yeah, no, I ain't got to do none of that. You talking about something from right here, I get everything I desire? That is a no-brainer. Fuck them regrets. Mm-hmm. They, they, It's done. It's written. Ain't no point in you fucking written. with the recipe. <laughs> it's done already. Hands down, nothing can change my mind. There's no way that you could flip it and make me think like, oh, well, you got to live with this regret. I was going to live with that shit anyway. You know what well, I'm saying? I was going to live with that shit anyway, so I'm good. So what you got? Uh, me, I would do the opposite. So I would fix my regret. What's your biggest regret? None of your business. I don't want to tell the whole world my, my regrets. But I would change my regrets because that's going to make my soul satisfied. Like, all the rest of the stuff, I'm not materialistic, so I don't do a care anyway. 2,000 horsepower, unlimited ammunition, all the guns I want to shoot, fucking shit up. That will make my soul satisfied. (laughs) Thank you guys for sitting with us on another episode of Uncle Legend's Corner. We appreciate all your feedback. We appreciate the support that you guys have been providing. If you want to tell us something or rant, rave, misbehave, not too much of that because we're going to shut it down, but Hit us up, Uncle Legend. Ask Uncle Legend. Ask Uncle Legend.